Welcome to this week's episode of Willpower. I'm your host, Will Watt. In this week's episode, we take a look at starting your own podcast, and I'm joined by a woman named Shauna Vila, who is host to her very own podcast show called Why Am I So Bitchy, where she takes a look at social and gender issues with a feminist twist and a humorous approach. And this interview was a lot of fun to do with her because she's also a podcast host and she kind of understands the dynamic, and it was really a lot of fun, and I highly encourage you to go check out her page, her channel, and you know... If you're listening to this and you're and you've thought about maybe starting a podcast or you thought about maybe getting an idea out there or something like that or there's just something that you want to share, I'd highly encourage you to say it because you know in today's world we can we can share our ideas so so easily and get it out there to a lot of people. And I think that's really cool. And you know, doing it in a podcast format is a lot of fun. And we go in depth on on how you can do that and you know some of the things that Sean and I have learned in the process of doing this and there's there's so much you can learn from doing a podcast and there's so much I'm continuing to learn. I'd love to hear some feedback on it if you have any. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode with Sean Avila, where we take a look at starting your own podcast. Yeah, so um, I've done one season and one episode of a second season and so uh, I think the first season I actually focused a lot on um, goals and stuff which really surprised me because I try to shy away from that in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) in general I'm like oh goals like then you have to try and follow through with them so I really explored that a lot and kind of why I shy away from it. So I had a lot of guests that um, talked about those things. Um, And I actually have a friend who was inspired to start a business because of my first really awful um, podcast. And like the sound was horrible. I was recording it in the bedroom. There's all these like background noises. That was your very first podcast? That was my very first one. I actually, I I listened to that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about uh, self-sabotage. Yeah. 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 And so. You made some interesting points in there actually. Yeah. So some, some of it was good. And I feel like, um, I feel it's difficult to do ones by yourself. I like having a guest for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, because the conversation is usually more free flowing and I don't have to do as much prep work. (laughs) Um, when I'm doing it by myself, I'm like, okay, I need a topic. I need to have some points of talking. And I've actually found, uh, a lot of times I research on happiness lab. They have really good little psychological, um, articles, not happiness lab. It's, um, the greater good science, uh, from Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. Happiness Lab. I think I've heard of that before. Do they have yeah. a YouTube channel as well? Happiness Lab's a podcast. They have lots of really interesting podcasts, but the greater good science from Berkeley is more articles. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I got them confused there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I thought we might start off with um, with this. And, um, you know, like for me, it's really, it's actually really cool sitting here with another podcast. So it's like somebody who's actually doing a podcast. Yeah. Because when I first started this, I remember I felt like I was just like, I was kind of on an island a little bit. I mean, there were yeah. there's people online that can teach you things, but there weren't many people around me that were actually doing a podcast too. Yeah. So for me sitting here now, I'm doing an interview with somebody who actually does their own podcast. Yeah. Um, and I thought that might be a good place for us to start. It, you know, like not that many people do this, I don't think. Right. Um, so what do you think it is that... Uh, that stops people from making the leap to do podcasts because I think it's something that a lot of people would like to do, but maybe don't. Yeah, I think um, 
I, maybe they just don't know where to start. And the only reason I actually got started is I had a friend and she said, come over um, and like made me get like an email and uh, set up an account on Anchor and do all of these things. So she's like, now you have no excuses to do it. So I think part of it might just be they don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be pretty simple, actually. Like, you just need to, like, you can get a free account on Anchor and record it right off of your phone if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, like, pretty amazing. And, um, you know, there's a few other tricks you can learn that make it a little bit easier than that. Um, but um, it's, I think it's lack of knowledge of how to start, and then maybe they're afraid that they don't have something valuable to say. Um, or that people don't want to listen. And I, th- I think, I was just like, I'm just going to make it for myself. This is a goal for me. And if anybody listens, then great. And if nobody listens, then it's okay, because I'm doing it because I want to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's definitely a good point, is doing it for, for your own reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that, that's cool that you do that, actually, where you do it... Um, more for yourself than just for the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that you do it for the audience too. I'm not saying that you don't do it for them, but I do. But I think I don't want to. For me, I don't want to get caught up in like having to try to publicize or um, be like running to see how many people have listened to it. Like I feel like those kinds of things would be uh, deterrent or disappointing. Yeah. So it's like no, just do it because you want to do it and and have fun with it and you know like I think we were joking around I'm like oh I have like 10 reliable listeners or something you know and but like they send me little messages and they send me encouraging things and I have a couple friends they listen every week um, and I have been not being making them regularly so nobody's listening right now because I haven't been making any but Mm. I'm hoping this will get my uh, podcast mojo going yeah get the motivation going again <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was i was thinking about that the other day i was like you know when when people tell me they're like hey i, I listen to your podcast or they're like uh, oh you have a podcast i'm like you're interested like you listen to my podcast yeah like it, it actually kind of surprises me a little bit when people are like yeah i listen to your podcast um and it, i don't know that's i think for me that's one of that's been one of the most interesting things is like yeah, when people say they listen to it, it's like, oh, that's really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really young doing this, mm-hmm. so um, I think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of my own like exploration behind the scenes that I'm doing too. Yeah. Which is like constantly adding to what I'm gonna have to say on the podcast. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, well, you know, personal growth is a uh, all your life thing. <laughs> So I feel yeah, like it doesn't. I was yeah. I was just actually right before I came here, I've signed up for a whole bunch of like New Year's journaling things. And one of them today was like, um, write the prompt was a goal setting one. And I usually have people who don't want to set goals, so I trick them into it. So it's like, write um, basically this character's life for the next year and summarize it like it's the back of a book jacket kind of thing. And so I was like, okay. So I was writing and um, as most every year, and this is like the biggest challenge for me is um, I have a lot of like uh, 
fitness and health goals. And I'm like really good at the fitness part, but like getting my diet tuned up is a constant challenge. And so I'm like, okay. And I have like three lists of things and I already feel like it's overwhelming. And I'm like, oh boy, like, so what yeah. am I going to learn from that this year? Uh, probably the same thing I learn every year, but, um, that, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, that, um, <laughs> it was fun. I think that you were talking about that in the self-sabotage, in that self-sabotage episode that you did your first one. Yeah. And, um, I can't remember exactly what it was that you said, but you know, there's, I think when somebody sets a goal or intends to go do something, whether it's like start a podcast or like become more fit yeah. or, you know, any kind of like personal growth sort yeah. of endeavor, there's so much advice out there and there, there's like all these methods and all these tools and all these different things that you can use, whether it's starting up a podcast or getting more fit. And, you know, there's so much that can get confusing. Like, I don't know if you found, have you ever found that? with all the information out there like for me personally that's something i found there's just so like there's so much out there it's like well what what do i do yeah and i think finding what works for you is the tricky part like because yeah. something's gonna work for you and it's like can you figure out what that is and and i think it's also like for me i feel like it's like okay don't overwhelm yourself because like you know if your checklist is 20 things long you're probably not gonna achieve that yeah. Right. So yeah. can you have a checklist of two? You probably can do that. <laughs> so, Having a smaller checklist yeah. of things. I like that yeah. actually. <laughs> so, um, how does that, how, how could you see that weaving into somebody starting their own podcast? If you had kind of like a simple, maybe three step formula, like here's what you do, yeah. go out and do it. Yeah. What would you recommend I, for that? I would say um, some things that worked for me really well was, um, have your uh, podcast day on the same day every week so my goal was like published by Friday so record before Wednesday kind of thing so mm. like set day that you have to have something produced and then you have a couple days of leeway to tune it up a little bit if you want yeah um, uh, maybe having a theme so last year I didn't really have a theme but this year my theme is um, taboo topics so I want to talk about things that people don't like to talk about that personally jazzes me up I like to um, I like to be a little bit shocking yeah. <laughs> so I'm like oh you know I can tell. That's that, yeah that's why my podcast is why am I so bitchy um, yeah. like it's like a little love, shock value I love the humor uh, and it sort of sort of switch here but yeah. just real quick I just wanted to ask you where that where that came from the why am I so bitchy what, what was the inspiration behind that um, I think it is like it's kind of well, this might turn out to be more intellectual than I anticipated. I think it mm. is like kind of taking this feminist perspective and like women are really bogged down by patriarchal society and it shows up in our life in so many ways and you don't even notice because that's how we've lived for so long and people get called hysterical or um, unreasonable just because they feel pissed off about that <laughs> so I guess like one of my takeaways from that is kind of you're bringing you're bringing that um, what was hidden in the background more to the forefront yeah I, I would like to yeah. yeah and you know or but I think sometimes it shows up in kind of trivial ways you know like why do I really hate it that 
I feel, and this is like just a feeling, I feel like I'm the only one in my house who does the dishes. It's not true. <laughs> it's not true, but it's like, okay, but like, this is like something I've, you know, saw growing up, modeled, and I'm just like, everybody lives here. It's not my job. The real feeling is I feel over-responsible for my household, yeah. right? And it's so silly, mm-hmm. but we get tra- kind of brought up in these ways that could be really traditional or or something and mm. so then yeah yeah so like brought up in ways that um that you know, perpetuate like, the systems in our society that don't serve us well and it might not even be beneficial to us or for us you know being able to help other people around us too yeah and i guess like for me it's um I was like, okay, I need to be able to find ways to speak up, up about this, and I'm really not, uh, I'm really hesitant to speak up. So I'm like, okay, well, if I just practice, like, every, once a week I have to get on the air and talk about something. Mm. Like, that's practicing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You gotta practice. <laughs> I think that that's a really important uh, thing for people listening here. You know, this is, uh, I wanted to kind of focus on, um, starting up podcasts and yeah. you know give some tips and advice and I think that's a really valuable point is finding something that that really gets you juiced yeah and and being able to talk about it yeah I like for me personally I think that's that's where I I struggled when I first started the podcast when it, I had the idea in my head mm-hmm. and when I went into an interview it was um it'd be so much of me like asking but very like just asking a question and waiting for the response yeah ask another question and not really throwing in my my own two cents or my own kind of my thought on it Mm -hmm. and that has been probably one of the coolest things I think I've learned through this being able to you know share what you have to say because we all have our own unique perspective on things that can be really valuable and can help people yeah so I guess for the people listening that one of the most valuable things I took away from what you just said is that you know we all have something to say Mm -hmm. and um if you've got something to say and you want to share it, this is a great way to do it. Yeah, and it's really fun, and you can, like, I mean, I don't think we'd be sitting down if we didn't have a podcast together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, maybe I'm going to make a new cool friend, or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or totally. or whatever. The and, connections uh, that you make through doing a podcast are, like, you would never expect. No, yeah. yeah. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I think it, and it, there's just so many people who have, wonderful things to offer i actually have interviewed a lot of people who do like energy healing and things like that and it's like um i like i it's not i do believe in energy healing and i'm not it's like not the only resource i would use but i'm like if it can't hurt you it could still help you (laughs) you know yeah totally um and so i just i I like actually to use my podcast to be able to um showcase a business so i have some friends that have little businesses like that like doing reiki or uh personal coaching or whatever and i'm like oh you have this thing coming up but come on my podcast and talk about it yeah and um I don't have a wide audience, but it gives them the opportunity to also practice like pumping themselves up, right? And mm-hmm. and getting their what they're doing out there. It's just a venue, and I think especially in a small community, like all of those connections are really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, being in a small community too, it, it it can. 
I don't know. I found for me that it, it, it spreads yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Have you found that for your podcast? Um, maybe a little bit less just because um, I, well, because I don't work in my community. Like you're really like in a place where lots of people come in and out and True. things like that. And yeah. um, also probably because you're younger, you might just have more connections yeah more in with the with the young people yeah exactly but um yeah i i i do feel like i have some connections and actually part of the reason that i thought it would be really good for me to uh start something is i i've lived in castle gar for quite a few years but i never really felt like i have a community here i wasn't striving for that and Mm. it was actually something that helped me connect with more people in my community and um and now I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fr- I can actually say, yeah, I live in Castlegar. And I used to say, well, I live in Castlegar, but I'm really from Roslyn, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so this has uh, been a good way. Your podcast has been a good way for you to connect with people in the yeah, community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, you mentioned before, it's a really cool way to um, promote, like, local startups or people mm-hmm. that are doing their own, um, you know, small businesses like, you know, healing or coaching. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a cool way to discover those people. It is, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I think you can... And also, a lot of people have connected me with other people that mm-hmm. way. So, I've done interviews with people in, like, Kelowna and stuff, just because oh, wow. a friend put me in touch with them. And they're like, oh, this person's doing this thing. You should interview them. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it can really broaden your world as well. Totally. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll share a real quick story on that. So when I first started my uh, my podcast, I uh, it was before I was working here at Humble Game. I was working for a water delivery company. And uh, I was delivering in Nelson. And it was right when I was starting my podcast up. I had the idea. I got it going. I was like, I'm going to buy the equipment. And uh, so I was on delivery. I was in a coffee shop there. And I was just thinking, like, how am I going to get guests on the show? Like, I was, like, honestly, when I first started this thing, I was really, like, clueless I was kind of flying blind I was just like I'm gonna do it I don't really have a plan but I'm just gonna see what happens and keep trying and so I was in this coffee shop in Nelson it's called Real Town Coffee House it was uh, my first episode and I was talking with uh, with the with the barista who was actually the owner of the business and uh, she said that she started working as a Starbucks barista and now here she was owning her own coffee shop and I was like wow that's that's really cool actually that you went from there to there and so I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna ask her. I was like, would you like to come on my podcast show? So for me, starting off, I was like really flying and blind pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so I think starting off, that can be like the scariest part. For me, that was definitely like the scariest part. Yeah. Um, what, would, what would be your advice to, to somebody like just starting off? What, what are some of the things that maybe you would do differently if you could go back? And what would you recommend? Um, I think I would, well, I would probably do like a test episode first so I could figure out a few technical things. <laughs> like, uh, oh my God, yeah. You know, like that, that might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And I think it would be really good. Like I would just like get your best friend and get your equipment and yes. and just practice talking, free flow. Um, I've, I have used like a questionnaire or like an interview style format. Um, and it's it's helpful if you want to make sure you get some things in there or it gives you an opportunity to um, like, okay, what do you really want to emphasize or not? So, so it can be useful, but mm-hmm. I feel like 
for me, those are not the most fun podcasts. So I really like to just get into it and ramble. talk about it and Go ramble. Yeah. yeah, and the script kind of goes out the door. Yeah, at that point, and like really try to just like not be too self-conscious like I have like this really loud laugh and I laugh all the time through my podcast and I'm like I know I'm blowing people's ears off when that happens (laughs) and and I'm just like but that's me like if you're in the room with me that's gonna happen you know like I think I've heard it when I'm making coffee here yeah so um it's genetic I can't help it my grandfather had to laugh like that (laughs) um so anyway so it's just like yeah and yeah be yourself um and you know, if you if you want to be a professional, then worry about that. But if you just want to get say something, then just go for it. I think you have to just kind of go for it, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, find something you're passionate about or that you just want to talk about that day, and mm-hmm. and do it. I think you just have to jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just yeah, find find something that's that's true. Yeah. Find like sort of find something that's that's true to you. Yeah. And I think that the thing that you mentioned um, about doing like a, a practice run with the, all the technical stuff and maybe practicing with a friend. Yeah. That was a really great point. Like yeah. if I could go back and do that, I like, I think that's, I would definitely do that too. Like even now, I think I'd like to practice more like before doing an interview, mm-hmm. maybe with a friend and just like go over the questions. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I do that with friends. Well, last night actually, you know, it was New Year's Eve, and my friends just showed up, like I was telling you. Yeah. And we ended up doing like an hour, like an hour and something long podcast together, just as kind of like a practice run, because I knew that I was going to be doing this podcast here with you today. Nice. So I thought it'd be a good way to maybe like get in the flow, at least get used to putting the equipment on. So I think the the practice part of it is definitely it's important. It is, and um, and also like I've done things where like I often will record on Zoom because we're in COVID time, so you can't oh, yeah. necessarily get together and then it's like the first few times that happened I was like I have it but I'm like where did it go in my computer you know so like figuring out that part where it's like make sure you label it and put it in the file there where you want it and you know (laughs) yeah organize your files that's another important point so I'm I mean, I'm just a little bit uh, deficit in technology in general. So for a younger Me. person, that might not be as big of a concern. But I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> what happened? Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've never really been um, much of a, a techie, um, like really technologically inclined. Yeah. But with the technology they have now, I say they have. I feel like an old person when I say that. Um, <laughs> Um, but the technology that's out there, is, it makes it pretty easy. It does. Um, you know, for and for people that are that are wanting to start a podcast, um, it's it really isn't that that difficult. No, it can it can seem daunting, um, but there's really there's only a few key things that you got to hit. Yeah, and that's just you know, you need really minimal equipment. I mean, I kind of went all out when I bought my equipment. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever heard of Tim Ferriss by chance? Ah, uh, no. Okay, well. Um, that's who I kind of modeled my equipment after. Okay. Um, but yeah, just like getting the equipment, um, figuring all the technical stuff, like the podcast hosts, like Anchor. I use a, a website called Captivate. Yeah. And um, they're growth oriented. Yeah. So that's kind of why I went with them. And um, and they show you all your like your analytics and stuff. And I'm sure it's similar with the, mm-hmm. with the one that you use. Yeah. And then it's just like, you know, putting your stuff out there. Yeah. I think what kind of, what supersedes all that is figuring out what it is you want to talk about. Right? I th- yeah, I think that is. And um, 
yeah, but it could be, everybody has something that they want to talk about, you know, and mm. I actually, I've listened to the episode you had with um, Uncle Gus from the mm. morning show. That was, that was a fun one and because he's, he's been a host for so long. Yeah, yeah. and uh, actually I think that's partly what got me into um, podcasting is I've always had a fantasy of being a DJ. That's what I wanted to do when oh, really? I grew up. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I know. And I haven't done it. I'm probably not going to broadcasting school at <laughs> age 50, but you don't have to. You can just start a podcast. That's no. a, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's so. probably one of the coolest things, actually, Yeah. that I, I haven't really thought about much is that, yeah, you don't have to go to like broadcasting school. You can, you've got you've got the internet. You can yeah. buy the equipment. Yeah. You really just do your own thing with it. Yeah. Have your own radio show. You like, can. how cool is that? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, everyone has something to say if you're, if I think I would just encourage people if they've been thinking about it, just, just do a couple and see how you like it. And, mm. and, um, it's pretty fun. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just try it out. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. You might, you might end up having like a lot of fun with it. Yeah. That's what I found. Like I, it's taken me places that I would could have never expected when I first started doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when I first started, I had, I had an idea of what I want to do. You know, I want to help young people with their mental health and, you know, and I guess be like a, a source of inspiration. And that's still part of it. But, you know, it's it's changed for me. It's taken me different places. And I think that's a cool part. If you decide to do something like that, it's going to take you some pretty cool places and make some cool connections like what we were talking about before. It will. Yeah. yeah. What um, I know for me, I was in, more inspired because I actually hadn't listened to many podcasts. And then I started listening to podcasts and then I was like oh mm. I this is cool like and so which <laughs> yeah. uh podcasts were inspiring to you oh that's a great question um Tim Ferriss okay he was a big one for me I love I just love his stuff he's really big into personal development and um, psychology and he's got some really great books I'm reading this one this one book of his right now it's called uh, Tribe of Mentors Okay. So he asked, like, I can't remember what it's like, 150 or 200 or something like that of the world's, like, you know, like top performers. And he, he formulated, like, 10 questions to ask them. And basically just a book full of, like, really good advice. So that, that's one of the books I'm reading of his. But that his podcast is really, really good. And I think he was he was one of my biggest inspirations. And um, also Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. Robbins was one of my, like, I remember I, I, I watched him. I started watching this stuff between grade 11 and grade 12, and I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. He's like so awesome. He's so inspirational. I want to do something like him one day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those two are definitely my my biggest, my biggest inspirations. Very good. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. How about for you? Um, I really like um, Jonathan Goldstein does this podcast called, oh, what is it called? I haven't listened to it for so long. It might come back to me, but yeah, and so he does uh, these really cool podcasts where he, um, someone has something unresolved in their life, and um, usually something relationship based, and he like does this kind of detective work and connects that those two people together if they can and tries to figure it out sort of. So it's like yeah, it's really I really like that podcast. and I wish I could remember the name of it, but. So is it like a, um, does he do that live on the podcast where he um, dissects people? 
I, I, I would say that it's probably edited quite a lot, but, um, okay. so it is a podcast, but they definitely are doing like, it could be like months long where he's like trying to find whoever and he's got a staff that's helping him and everything. But it, of course that's it sounds really cool. seamless on the show. Yeah. Um, and he's quite funny. Um, or I think he is anyway. Cool. Um, yeah. That's and awesome. I, I really, I really like that show. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And then um, I listen to the C word quite a lot, uh, and that's with Leah Dunham and somebody else. And it takes, it's kind of, uh, so a really good episode of that one is about Yoko Ono and just how, like, she's demonized. And it's, so it's a very feminist look at how people are treated in the media, oh, and wow. essentially, through the, through the story that happened. Yeah. 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 That's really so, cool. Yeah. Um, I hate to um, transition, but um, yeah. the Yoko Ono thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm personally curious <laughs> about that. What, um, what's the, the, the thing on her with that? So a lot of people like to blame Yoko for like splitting up the Beatles and all of this stuff, and it really turns out through the lens of this podcast that I listen to. <laughs> so disclaimer there. But um, like John Lennon wasn't so perfect himself, you know, and they had he's a lot of idolized. He's very idolized. Yeah. And, you know, he at one point, like, I think, takes off from their marriage for basically a year and a half and leaves her with the kid. And, you know, she's getting all this flack, you know, <laughs> and um, for splitting up the Beatles and ruining his career. But he's basically an addict that doesn't have his shit together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look at the full story. Yeah. The full picture. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know much about um, about the history of the of the Beatles um, or what happened with that. But that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So she took a lot of the a lot of the blame for a lot of the problems in the band. Yeah, she took the. She was really the media really hyped that up and fans too because they were so bad that they that they split up and but you know as with all Yoko. great things, nothing lasts forever. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, blame it on Yoko. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, another one of the questions I wanted to ask you actually was. Um, have you seen any any bad advice out there in terms of starting a podcast or you know you could even you know say bad advice for let's say like personal growth um i'm sure there is some i don't like i have to say i shy away from a lot of personal growth things that don't appeal to me and i have been at certain times in my life where you know i read every book that oprah was blogging or <laughs> I don't know all sorts like of things yep. <laughs> but um but at some point I kind of felt like overloaded with that kind of stuff so like yes. for me now I kind of have some tools that I think are good for me and that's um journaling and mostly I like like poetry journal prompts that can bring something personal out for me so I do mm. this thing called wild writing this is a diversion too um but uh so um you you hear a poem and then you like get a jump off line out of that poem and then write your own piece so you just wild write for like 15 minutes so free write don't no worry breaks. about pr punctuation all of yeah. that kind of stuff just get it out on the page and i tell you like 
whatever is there is there on your page when you're done because you're just free writing, <laughs> you know? Your mind's just kind yeah. of going. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's been, I think, a beneficial tool for me to kind of... I, I'm pretty a surface person anyway. I feel like I'm pretty self-aware, but, yeah. you know, we all have our patterns and, and yeah. things. Yeah. But I just, I guess my advice on that would be if it doesn't resonate with you, then don't try and do it. Find something that does, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know if, if it, it could be good or it could be bad, but if it doesn't resonate with you, it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that piece of it like being overloading yeah that I, I definitely found the same thing because there was definitely like even so I like I like researching a lot of like personal development stuff and I'm just I'm, I'm fascinated by that mm-hmm. um, but when I first got interested in it I I kind of like I feel like I took in too much in a way yeah and um, I think it's good to be able to kind of figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you mm-hmm. and um, I think it could be as simple as a gut check you yeah. Know, um, is this feeling right? And then just you know, just do a little gotcha. Yeah. 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 That, that's kind of what I do now. I kind of I'm learning to, uh, I guess, trust my intuition more on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, it's amazing how your mind can change. Like, so I would say probably it, this would be in 2015. I was um, going back to school, and so learning more about. Um, uh, like, what is it? Kind of dual therapies and stuff for mm-hmm. psychology. And anyway, so we used to have a lot of debates in my house, and I'd be like, "Okay, don't Skinner me, Rogers me, man." Like, like I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, can, I like that. I, yeah. And now I'm like Skinnering people all the time. I'm like, you need to practice CBT um, therapy on yourself. Like, you're like you're going through the black hole of catastrophic thinking just stop that you know like and um yeah and so i've <laughs> the totally black hole of catastrophic thinking <laughs> yeah i like that um so you should write uh, a book honestly that'd be like a good book uh, book title yeah yeah maybe it's another podcast <laughs> so we should we should do another episode definitely there you go <laughs> so. um this, can, let's let's talk a little bit about the skinnery thing because i'm interested um yeah, just tell me a bit about that. Well, I'm not too knowledgeable, but Skinner was definitely a behaviorist, and so most of our behavior therapies come from his work. And so um, I'm pretty sh- Oh, no, that was Pavlov with the dogs. But, you know, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, he, he definitely focused more on behavior, where, um, and I think, like, people don't realize... This, this is a big tangent. I cannot speak properly about um, psychology knowledgeably. I'm not my spouse. <laughs> but I just feel like people don't realize that what you're thinking about is actually a behavior. Right? So, like, you can control, like, you're, you can, you're thinking drives your emotions but a lot of people let their emotions drive their thinking uh, so that, that like that's a skill that you can build up you can build that skill yes it's and like building a muscle it is and yeah. you have to practice it when you're not stressed because when you are stressed it's going to fly out the window pretty fast yeah right? totally because there's there's, there's going to be events that really spark up those emotions and yeah when in that quiet time that's like that's yeah. time to practice it yeah yeah and so 
Um, sometimes I'm good at practicing it, and I, I feel like uh, I've gotten better. Like I think when I was younger, I spent a lot more nights awake worrying about things, and now I'm like, it'll come up. I know, I'm starting to do that a lot. <laughs> I, things will come up, and I'll be like, oh, I'm really worried about this, and I'm like, it's 3 a.m. Are you actually going to do anything about this right now? Yeah. Not likely. So, um, so I, I usually just like stick an earplug in my ear and listen to an audiobook and yeah. fill up my, the space with something else. But um, <laughs> when, when did that shift happen for you? Um, I would say in a really real way, probably over the last five years. And I'm 50 years old, so it took a long time for me to get there. Yeah. Um, but I feel like especially like so my children are like young adults and I'm have a lot to worry about with them sometimes and I'm like you I can't I can't I can't just be worried about them every single night of my life because it's gonna be a long lots of long nights that way Mm -hmm. and and I also have to be like they're responsible for their own lives now so Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about them you can guide them in the morning if you need to <laughs> you know so um so yeah just kind of coming to this isn't healthy for me and realizing that and yeah. and um you know i see my people i love have still kind of suffering with that you know people mm-hmm. i've learned patterns from so um i'm like nope don't want to go down that rabbit hole so and so sometimes you kind of have to get up and maybe like just write it down it's like this is what I'm worried about and get it out of yourself yes get it out of your head yeah yeah and um, you can when you have something you're stressing about and you just leave it in your head you just you loop on it and you loop on it yeah and then you kind of like it gets twisted yeah and then you get like it just yeah so if you can write it down like you say or maybe even just talk talk to somebody about it yeah yeah. Like anybody, so, your friend, a parent. Yeah. Whatever. And I, like, I mean, I know at three in the morning, my husband's not available. <laughs> like, you'll be like, don't wake me up with your shit. You know, like, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I mean, if I did wake him up, he wouldn't, you know, be too mad. <laughs> but but I, I, don't, uh, I don't think it's what he wants to get up, woken up for, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, and we always, it's like so many times, it's like an assumption of something. You don't even really know what's going on. You're imagining what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, an yeah. imagination can go pretty far fetched from reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think imagination can also be used as a, as a tool to do some pretty cool things, too. Yeah. Um, as a, you know, to, it's like uh, with the podcast thing, mm-hmm. it's taking what's up here and making it real. Right. I find that really fascinating. Yeah. Being able to do that. And I think that imagination is an important part of that. That's actually kind of, I think I'm going to try a trick, Will, as if I am worrying, can I imagine uh, something better? Like, can I make that situation a better situation Mm -hmm. in my mind rather than, like, I just go for the worst (laughs) situation. Yeah. It goes, it degenerates quickly. But it's like, can you, can you, like, can you make it a positive imagination yeah. experience? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and that kind of makes me think of the of the happiness thing. About a lot of the we were talking about personal development before, and a lot of that um, seems to me it focuses on almost selling happiness mm-hmm. or selling selling ways to be happier. Um, yeah. And I think there's definitely ways that to be happier uh, for sure. Um, 
But I also think now I'm starting to learn that maybe happiness isn't... I don't think we're supposed to be happy all the time. And it's okay to not be happy all the time. Yeah, I think that's really important. I feel like... um, I feel like it's so sad in our society and that... um, especially young people a lot of young people are really suffering with anxiety and depression mm. and yeah. um and they think that they've kind of been brought up to think like reach for your dreams you can have whatever you want and um i think those are good things to strive for but guess what you're probably going to work at mcdonald's and things are going to be a little shitty <laughs> sometimes <laughs> That's been hard for me, honestly. That, that definitely is. Like that's that's been a a, a message that I think that's been pushed a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's up on posters everywhere, like in the mm-hmm. school, or you know, a lot of a lot of people will say like, "Go, go for your dreams." Yeah. I've heard that a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, and then you know when and part of like this right now is kind of a dream yeah. for me, honestly, like doing this podcast. So it's it's cool to be able to do that. I feel really, I almost feel lucky. I feel really grateful to be able to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of going back to the point there, like um, that's that's pushed a lot, that message of go for your dreams. And then when I got out of high school and then I went into college right away, um, I got super scared yeah. when I went to college. And um, I uh, I just, I decided to, to, to stop. And mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out here. I gotta like, I gotta kind of, I guess, do my own thing. And I, I went and worked at Starbucks. Yeah. And that for me was like, I, I always said like, I'm never gonna go work a minimum wage job. I'm not gonna be one of those guys. Yeah. Um, but you know, I did. And and there's nothing like I've learned. There's that's part of the experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not. It's not a bad thing. No, I think, and I think, like, people don't really give it credit. Like, how much do you really learn from kind of slogging it out in in those jobs? And, and that's the way it used to be. Everybody worked an entry-level job and then mm-hmm. worked their way up sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And now we, you know, kind of set up our people, I think, in a way for failure. It's like every, there are people, so many people are, Overeducated and can't get a job anyway because yeah. <laughs> the market's full. And I'm not poo-pooing on education. I think education's really wonderful. But I, you know, I didn't go to school until I was 35, and I was way more successful at school when I was 35 than I was at finishing high school. <laughs> yeah, probably like a maturity. Um, yeah, thing. and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do, and. Um, you know, actually, I really love going to school and doing my homework because it's given me a break from looking after my kids and it's mentally stimulating and all those yeah. things, right? It was hard, but um, but still fun. Mm-hmm. And I'd never had that experience where I thought school was fun before. Mm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I've been finding that too a little bit. Like I'm, I'm, looking forward to going back to school now yeah having gone through you know a, a time of not being in school mm-hmm. um and you know i've been i've been really fortunate to have people in my life that are really supportive and i think that's it that's also a another point we could go off on a tangent about is having a um, a supportive group of people around you and surrounding yourself with um with caring and loving people that are really want the best for you yeah that's i think for especially for now i'm going off on a tangent but especially for young people mm-hmm. um you know i'm talking about myself here too uh 
I think it's so, so important. Yeah. And I have a piece of advice because um, Mm. I think if you know a young person and they're not in school and they're not doing what we think they should in society, don't just be like, oh, when are you going back to school or when are you going to do this or whatever? Like they feel enough pressure about that themselves without people bringing it up all of the time. Like, (laughs) I think you should just be like, what are you doing that's really fun or meaningful to you right now Mm -hmm. see if they have an answer to that because Mm. whatever they're doing right now whatever they're sorting out right now is valuable like Mm -hmm. it might not look like it or it might not look like how you're supposed to live your life but everybody gets to where they're going on their Mm -hmm. own time and I'm not saying you shouldn't ever guide kids but they lead they need less advice and more listening for sure <laughs> less advice and more listening I really like that yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of makes me think of how um, I don't know why this thought came up but um, how how a young child or like a baby will will like cry or get upset over really small things mm-hmm. and um, I mean in no way am I relating like a teenager to a baby but um, I guess kind of but a teenager at that, at that stage like including me like we you know I guess are just learning to deal with more mm-hmm. and it can be a stressful kind of scary process it is I think I think it's really um, stressful and I, I actually wrote a journal prompt the other day the blank page and uh, was the thing and I, I wrote about that like you know here's my son who's 20 years old and every day is a blank page and he doesn't even know what to put on the first one like that's freaking scary mm, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> well, what, what advice would you give to um to somebody in that in that position or maybe advice that you've given to to your son i think um i think don't discredit their um like hobbies and things like you know like like my son's like you know part of that poem what a line was like realize that like the beautiful photographs you take fill up the page like Mm -hmm. you know like what can they focus in on that's productive and positive and that doesn't mean they have to sell it or whatever but it's something they can do with their time that's that's good and like you know if it's a skateboard trick it's better than just sitting in their room watching tv you Mm -hmm. know or or whatever it is like so just encourage whatever positive things you say Mm. see just encourage be encouraging and Mm. I think also I know this is hard for me like um, sometimes people are really introverted and it's hard to get output out of them (laughs) And, and that's okay but it's like you still need to to be there for them and talk to them and like sometimes like I have a really positive interaction. Don't be afraid to text your kids, uh, you know, mm-hmm. especially if they're not very good talkers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, we can still get irritated about it, but it's yeah. still good to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, hey, how's your day? And what about this? And I, like, I know sometimes I get more response that way because it's not as freaky as a, one, a big conversation that you're sitting down to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just find ways to keep that communication open, and I don't know, mm-hmm. go do things in nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah. Um, 
for me, a lot, like, it's sometimes I'll, uh, like, before I start a podcast, I'll kind of, I'll plan it out a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll really just kind of think about what what it is that I want to do for it. Yeah. So it's a a much more intentional conversation. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, when it starts, like for me, I find a lot of the time it'll kind of like the planning and the and the thinking process I do before kind of goes out a little bit. And I think you got to have a little bit of a willingness to let go of of some of those and kind of just see where it goes and just just flow with it because i mean we're having some we had some really awesome conversation there i think so and it's i think part of that is just going with the flow yeah and i think you know some of it's valuable and i always feel like a little bit nervous like we're talking about psychology a little bit and then i'm like oh i feel like oh i'm not like qualified to speak about this really but in a personal sense i am yeah you know and it's like okay just let those like little insecurities go you know like if people really want to look up what skinner's work they can do that later Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it won't be what i told you probably Mm -hmm. not so, you know, <laughs> it makes but, you feel really smart too. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so just like give yourself forgiveness. And mm. I, I know that's, I think something I need to work on is just feeling a little bit confident, more confident about my words sometimes. Me and too. so that's like, that's one thing you can really practice why mm. you should start a pro- podcast. Mm. You get to, yeah, like for one thing, maybe that's where some preparation comes in handy. Yes. And, um, yeah. But yeah, just just know that like I hear really dumb things on podcasts all the time and they're they're not experts at all. Yeah. Oh, one of the, my favorite podcasts is like the opposite of intellectual, really. And sometimes there's some interesting guests on, but it's called uh, Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. Ooh. <laughs> and um, yeah, she's she's a uh, it's it's pretty raunchy that one. So you have to like that. But I don't mind that. Um, cool. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued now. I kind of want to, I might, I might get that a listen. Yeah, actually. she's really funny. Yeah. She does, the, she's the host of Nailed It. If you've ever watched, um, it's like this baking show where people don't really know how to bake and they have to come and make this fantastic creation. <laughs> and oh, okay. it's a really, uh, that's a funny show on cool. Netflix. <laughs> but um, anyway, but yeah, why, why won't you date me was one of my inspirations, I would say. Yeah. Um, just to be like, oh yeah, you can just kind of, you can get a little wild on podcasts if you want, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that, that actually is that, that part of it is, is what I'm starting to explore a little bit more now and like learn a little bit more. Yeah. And I've been, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts lately or just more of the podcasts that I like. Mm-hmm. When I, when I first started, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't really listen to many podcasts. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like it was kind of the, uh, not the opposite, but like when I first started, I really didn't listen to many podcasts. Like do it, like I kind of just thought about doing this as a way to help people and kind of, you know, be, be somebody that, um, be like those people that I aspire to be. Yeah. Um, but now I'm starting to really listen to podcasts more and there's, I wish I, I wish I listened to them sooner actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's just, there's so much, there's so much really cool information in podcasts. Yeah. And, and so many genres and like, I've also listened to some, I can't remember the name of this one. I've been searching it. I've been trying to look through all my histories and be like, where is that podcast that I listened to? But it was like, 
um, talking about um, basically um, issues about racism, but through a musical lens. So like John Legend was on there and um, mm. things like that. So interesting. Like there's just so many interesting and um, creative ways that you can bring into all sorts of topics, whatever interests you. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's, and I, I also like listening to a lot of um, uh, podcasts not from the white perspective. I think it's a good way to broaden mm. broaden my views yeah. of the world, which is pretty small living in like small town BC mm-hmm. all of my life with little or no diversity essentially (laughs) so you know I think that's an important an important thing to think and think about an important thing to do so I think that's really cool that you do that yeah um I was having a conversation with uh, with a friend of mine who has some uh uh it's not African-American uh heritage I think his uh his dad is from Tobago Mm -hmm. um but you know he's he's he he does have some color to him yeah. And, um, you know, we were having a conversation about that, like, what it, what it's been like from his perspective. And I really, like, I learned a lot. Like, it's actually, it's it's different. Yeah. It's different for people that are in, that are different than the majority uh, white. Europe, yeah, right? yeah. It, it's different for those people. So I think it's important to get those perspectives. Yeah. And I know um, I haven't figured out how to do this in a natural way because I think things need to be a bit natural but like yeah just at events I would really love to see more um, diversity at them you know I've mm-hmm. I've been to um, different events and I'm like it's pretty much white people only here <laughs> and that's sad and when you see our community evolving and changing mm-hmm. it's really sad to me yeah <clears throat> another one of the cultural kind of insights uh, that I found interesting is the, the Indian population here mm-hmm. um, interacting with some of them at the college and uh, some of them who I've gotten to know that are that have grown up here yeah um, I think there's a lot of there's, I think there's a lot of discrimination against them around here in our, in our community yeah um, you know I don't want to make this much of a political thing yeah but it I think it's really important to just understand and appreciate what it is like for for them, for, mm-hmm. for people that are, you know, have a different cultural upbringing than, than you do. Yeah, I actually uh, did an interview um, when we were having around the Black Lives Matter rally here. I mm-hmm. spoke to this guy, um, Basile. Basil. Basil. Basile. I, I listened to some yeah. of that the other morning, actually. And uh, so that was that was. Uh, I thought a really good uh, opportunity to highlight um, the discrimination people do face in our area. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> what were some of the some of the insights that you got from that? Um, I think, like, I really thought it was pretty interesting. Um, what I really gleaned from it a lot was like just the fighting spirit. Like, so many people just like, yeah, this is gonna. Have- probably be how my day goes but I'm gonna do it the best I can anyway and but I think something that was um, sad for me to hear is that a lot of people do just move from the area because they don't feel like there's a big enough community for them 
mm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they move away from So here? they move away. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, anyway, which could be better or worse. I don't know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, we've actually had some Indian neighbors and they moved to uh, Vancouver just because they're like, you know, there's like, they didn't have, they don't have a place to practice their religion. They don't have a pra- place to, um, I don't know, really feel like they're part of their community mm-hmm. in a real way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we're, I don't know that enough people in Castlegar care <laughs> about that mm-hmm. to help that happen. I honestly, like, is, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I really do like it. I think it might sound, it could sound like harsh to, to say that people don't care, but I really think that that is true. I think it's easy not to care things that aren't affecting you. Yeah. Like, it's easy to not know about it, actually, or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm kind of a, like, that's one of my passions, so I think about it, and I know about it yeah. more than some people, but that's because I choose to, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? An, an yeah. interest, yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with uh, with a friend of mine about the community. He's, he's doing, like, a, he's actually working on... Um, like a podcast himself. Um, it's called Kootenai Insider. Oh, cool. And he wants to build community and connect businesses and people. I think it's really cool. And yeah, we were talking, we were just talking about the community thing because I've grown up. Did you grow up here? Um, not in Castlegar, but I was born in Revelstoke, actually. Okay. Not too far down the road. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was, I, I'm born and raised here and you know, the, growing up when there wasn't really ever like a strong sense of community here mm-hmm. you know there's there's like there's plenty of great people and I definitely am very very thankful for all the amazing people that I met here um, but in terms of like a community spirit it, it hasn't felt very strong yeah not, not from my perspective anyway yeah and um, you know I think for you know especially what we're talking about like like foreigners coming here that must be you know they must really pick up on that yeah. You know, but um, I, I can definitely say that for me growing up here, I've, I've experienced the same thing, like just that lack of sense of community. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really, I find it really cool when I meet people like yourself, actually, that are that are interested in these things and are actually, you know, recognize that. And, yeah. And want to do something with that. Yeah. So I, I, I admire you for that. I think that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And I would, I mean, I feel like, yeah. It's an aspiration, but I haven't quite figured out what to do or how to do it. That's for sure. You're, you're already doing it with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. See, we've gone into so many different things in this podcast. We sure have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, I honestly can't even remember what the last question was I was going to ask you, but, um, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, do you have any, do you have any last pieces of... Of, of advice. I, I think though, I think I'll just reiterate, like, sure, yeah, yeah, just if you are interested in putting your voice out there, you should do it. And just, it's, you can, uh, you know, stop by the humble bean and Will will tell you where to start. No, <laughs> um, no. That's, that's a bit cheeky of me, but um, anyway, but yeah. it's pretty easy to find out how there's really easy systems um, that 
pretty much do the work for you. So don't let the technology piece be too daunting. You yeah. don't even need to buy a microphone if you have a laptop computer. Um, you can just record that way. And even on your phone, there are systems that let you record on your phone. And yeah, um, yeah so I think, yeah, just if you kind of it could be helpful if you have a theme or a or a specific subject but yeah. if but even don't let that daunt you if you if you don't like if you just feel like you have something to say mm-hmm. it's a create it's just a really cool way to express yourself creatively mm-hmm. i think so go for it it really is yeah and uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that mo- moving away from the need to have all the perfect answers and have all the perfect gear and all that stuff and think more about you know what it is you really want to share yeah right and having having that cause, i mean even if it's just even if you want to do it because because you think it's cool yeah i mean that was one of the reasons i started because i thought it was cool it is right? cool and i i don't know I, I feel like it's just really neat to be able to um Put yourself out there. Like I think, if you're a little bit shy and introverted, and think it would be good a good challenge for yourself, then mm-hmm. then go for it. I'm not really an introvert. I'm pretty extroverted, but I do yeah. um, shy away from putting myself out there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have lots of fantasies of being like a rock star, but I can't. <laughs> I can't sing. Yeah. You know, I can't sing, but I yeah. can talk. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's another. That's a really good point. Um, you know, like it, like like you just said, you, you experience like those those nerves of like putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. And you're still able to do it. Yeah. And me too. Like I'm, I'm nervous when I start these podcasts. I am, and yeah. you know, like, um, and then putting it out there, like, oh my god, what are people gonna think? I still, I still think about that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's 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 possible to push push past that stuff if you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think it all of that's possible, and also like, um, if you. I think another piece of, of advice is if um, when you put things out in public, yeah. you have to. I've never had any bad experiences. I've never had any bad feedback necessarily, mm-hmm. um, and that's because I have a pretty small audience, and it's all people who like me. Not, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> it might and be so, a little bit biased, and, and then so they're 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 encouraging me, yeah. but. Um, but if that if it does happen, it's like sort of like, you know, you have to have a little bit of a, a thick skin or just don't look at the don't mm-hmm. look at the comments if you don't want to see mm-hmm. negative stuff, maybe or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. Yes, yeah. the criticism or if you receive criticism, um, there might be an, there might be something to consider in that, too. Mm-hmm. If somebody has some piece of feedback that you don't want to hear. Yeah. Um, there might be something important in that that you might need to hear. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Right. And it, 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 I think that although there might be some important pieces in there, mm-hmm. I think it's also important to keep being you. I think so. It, it's it's tough. It's tough to take criticism. It is. It's also I think important. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I'm. I think I'm speaking more to like trolls, though. You know. Oh, trolls! Yeah. If people are just being mean to be mean, don't listen to them. Yeah. No. But if someone's giving you a good piece of advice, you should consider it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much All for right. coming on the show. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Willpower. I hope you got some value out of that. And again, to reiterate, if you have something that you want to share and you want to get out there, a podcast is a great way to do it. 
And thank you so much to Shauna for coming on the show. And go check her page out on Spotify. Why am I so bitchy? That's her podcast. It's awesome. And I want to give a big thanks to the Humble Bean for letting us conduct the podcast in the shop. If you're looking for a good cup of coffee in Casgar, BC, be sure to check out the Humble Bean. We serve excellent coffee there. And you will be blown away. Blown away. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode.